Welcome to PHT in the Morning with your host, Pastor David Miller from the Pentecostal Holiness Tabernacle in Cincinnati, Ohio. Good morning and welcome to another episode of PHT in the Morning. Excuse me, with Pastor David Miller. I am Pastor Miller. So, uh, we're going to be talking to you today, continuing on with our mini-series about grace. We talked to you on our first episode about grace and our salvation. Uh, then the next episode was about grace and our separation. Today, we're going to be talking to you about grace and our sanctification. Now, uh, before we get started into uh, this session about grace and our sanctification, I want to read uh, to you Titus chapter 2, verse 14. That verse said, who gave himself. Now, now first, you need to look up at verse 13. And I, I probably ought to read that first, if you'll forgive me. The latter part of verse 13 of Titus 2 says, uh, our Savior, Jesus Christ, then verse 14 said, who gave himself for us. So when we say who gave himself for us, we're talking about our Savior, Jesus Christ. He gave himself that he might redeem us from all iniquity. So first of all, we're talking about uh his purchased possession, and that is us, you and I. The word uh, redeemed, of course, just means to buy or to be bought back. Even the word ransomed could come into play. So why did he buy us and how did he buy us? Well, because we was lost in sin without God and without hope in this world, as the scripture said. But he gave himself. He gave himself, meaning he he died a cruel death on the cross, shed his precious blood to purchase us from our iniquity. So we are his purchased possessions. Secondly, I'm going to talk about where the Bible said we are his purified possession. Notice uh, where the Bible says this. He says, and purify. And I'm going to stop right there. So we are his purified possession. Now, I looked up the word uh, purified just so I could get it. Uh, an exact meaning on this. And most of us knows in general terms what that word means. But according to the dictionary and even the Bible dictionary, it says to purify means to be made clean or to be cleansed or to be made holy. Now I want you to look at these things. We're talking about sanctification. You know, the Bible said this in one place where it talked about us 
uh, repenting and getting saved, it said, wash your hands, O you sinners, and be clean. So God expects us to clean up from this world and be made holy. Now, we know there's none righteous in this world except uh, God, but the Bible also said, be ye holy, even as I am holy. So part of the word purify means to be made holy. Another meaning from this word uh, purify or purified. Now I want you to listen to these closely. I think this is great. Talking about uh, sanctification, grace and our sanctification. It says to purify means to be free from anything that can or will pollute. So anything that will make dirty again or will uh, pollute something, then the Bible said purified means to be free from that, free from anything that would pollute. It also says another meaning, free from anything that debases. Or another meaning is anything that would adulterate. Now that's, that's the meaning. And I got these right out of the dictionary so you can look it up yourself. Also, the word purified means free from anything that would contaminate. Also, it means free from any objectionable element. Or lastly, to me, to be made perfectly clean. So I want you to look at these things. We're talking about his purified possession. How can we be purified? Well, when we separate ourselves and come out from among the world and, and are sanctified through Christ and through his blood, it will bring a purification to our spirit, our heart, our mind, and our soul. It will cleanse us from all unrighteousness, from all filthiness of the flesh. It will free us from pollutants of this world, free us from anything that might uh, debase or something that would cause uh, ungodly things of your mind or anything that would, would adulterate or anything that would contaminate. I hope you're getting these things today. So he said he purified his possession. We've all already established that he purchased us as his possession. Now he said he's going to purify his possession, free from pollutants, free from anything that would debase, from anything that would adulterate, from anything that would contaminate, and also free from any objectionable element, anything anything in the elements that would also pollute or make dirty. So I believe that we can be made free uh, from sin and from this world. Do you know, I'm not saying when a man or woman gets saved that they may never fail God or even sin. 
I'll, I'll just quote you a little verse. The Bible said this. He said, I write unto you, little children, that you sin not. Why would he tell us to sin not if we could not sin? Now, some people teach it. You can't help but sin. I believe you can. The Bible says, I write unto you that you sin not. But then it does say, but if you do sin. So if we perchance do sin. So even though you're saved, it's a possibility that you could sin. So what do we do if we do sin? So he said, we have an advocate with the Father Jesus Christ, the righteous, if you fail, you go back to God, ask God for forgiveness, and he will forgive you. So God wants to purify us, make us clean through separation and through sanctification unto himself. Now, that's our next one. We're going to be talking about uh, his personal possession. And I'm using that from verse 14 also where it says, unto himself. So we are his personal possession. We are no longer, this passage means we are no longer regarded as our own, <clears throat> but we belong to Christ. We should no longer be looked at as who we were, but who we can be in Jesus Christ. We should be looked at and regarded as for his service and live for his service and live for his glory. Should no longer be about us, but about him. So today, when it said he redeemed us, he redeemed us unto himself. I love that verse. Amen. So we've been redeemed unto him, unto himself. We're his personal possession. All right. And this next one I really love. I might spend a little bit more time on this last one. And the last one says we are a peculiar possession. And once again, after he said unto himself, he said, a peculiar people, zealous of good works. So we are a peculiar possession. And I know that I have had folks jokingly use that word peculiar about saints of God, Christians, and, and so on and say, boy, they, they really are peculiar. And in a way to, uh, I guess, to put down or mock or something like that. But that's not at all what the word peculiar means in this context. If you'll look with me here, the word peculiar here in the Greek actually means something quite different than what you might think think. Here's what it means. Peculiar in the Greek means something, or, or let me say peculiar in the Greek in this verse and in this uh, setting, means something or someone 
that, be that belongs exclusively to someone or something else. I'm going to read that again. It means something or someone that belongs exclusively to someone or something else. Once again, we're not our own. But he said also, or the, the meaning also is, this verse, it does not mean that Christians are odd or that Christians are necessarily unusual, even though the world often looks at Christians like that. They look at Christians as, man, those folks are odd. If they are odd, it's because they're living a separated and a sanctified life differently than what they are living. But we're not odd. And if they look at us as unusual, it may they may see us as unusual because some of the things they do, places they go, and things they indulge in and with, we don't do those things anymore after we become uh, Christians. And because of that, they'll say, wow, uh, those folks are odd people or those folks are very unusual people. Well, maybe to the world, but to the Lord, he said, uh, he is going to redeem us and from sin and purify us as a peculiar people, one that exclusively belongs to him, exclusive, exclusively belongs to Jesus Christ. So even though, even though the world may look at us as odd or unusual, this word rather means that Christians as believers are people who belong to God. We're God's peculiar possession. The word also means special. So to every Christian, listen to me today. If others around you have made you feel odd or unusual or different, that's okay. Uh, also, there's another word. I'll, I'll go back to the word special in a minute, but there's one more definition actually of this word and it means different. So if the world may look at you, tease you, make fun of you because you're different, that's not a bad thing because we are a peculiar people or we are a different people. And if we are a different people, we are different because we were not only born naturally, but we have been born again. Amen. We were born again. That's exactly what the Bible said. Ye must be born again. If we're ever going to get to heaven, if we're ever going to get eternal life, we must be born again. So, of course, we're different. We've had a new birth, a second birth. Thank God for that. And like I said, and I left off, the word means we are special. So in the eyes of God, we are special to him. I thank, I thank the Lord for that today. We are special 
to him. Amen. I, I don't know if I'm helping you, but I'm, I'm pretty excited about looking at what we're talking about here today. And let me, let me give you what 1 Peter 2.9 says. 1 Peter 2 and 9 says this, but ye are, now this is talking to the New Testament church, by the way, and that's still you and I. And it said, but ye are a chosen generation. Ye are a royal priesthood and holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So thank God for that today. Look, friend, uh, by the grace of God and by through the work of sanctification and by being his purchased possession, his purified possession, his personal possession, and his peculiar possession, we have been called a chosen generation. Thank you, Jesus. We have been chosen. And I'm, I'm so thrilled to be able to read that to you today, straight out of God's word. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, now, it's not talking about any other nation in the world as far as uh, we're talking about geographical nations, but this is talking about anybody that's purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. It's talking about that nation. Thank God for that. We are a holy nation and a peculiar people. And as peculiar people of Jesus Christ, you know what we should be doing today? Showing forth the praises of him that had called us out of darkness. I hope that everyone listening to, you, to me today has felt that call of God and have accepted Jesus Christ and you have left the works of darkness and called out of darkness and we've walked into his marvelous light. Well, our session is just about over here this morning. I can't wait to the next one. But grace and our sanctification. I love this. I love this episode. We, one more time, we are purchased possession. We are purified possession. We are personal possession. We are peculiar possession because we are special, and we've been born again. So to every child of God out there, don't feel any kind of put down or like you're uh, no good or like you're second-class citizen. You are special to God. You are royalty to him, and you are chosen to him. Praise God. Well, I hope you've enjoyed the podcast this morning. This is Pastor David Miller, and I am praying that you have a great rest of your day. Go with God, and I believe he'll go with you.